Welcome to Destination Freedom. I'm your host, Monica Burgett. I'm a business and mindset coach, and I help other women to remove blocks, find their purpose, and build a dream life and business. This is my weekly show where I help women find inner strengths that will indeed release the power of you. Each episode is designed to help implement this change with actionable steps that will transform your life and mindset in your personal life as well as your business. Tune in every week so that I can help you achieve more freedom, allow more time with your family and friends, and gain more flexibility into your everyday busy life. It's time to discover your purpose and live your ultimate life of freedom. Now, let's get to today's show. Hey guys, I'm so excited to be here today. I realize that many of my listeners probably don't know me personally, and so I thought it was going to be super important for me to do a proper introduction of myself, where I come from, what my story is, and so this is really probably the realest, most raw version of my story. I've told my story multiple times within my community. Um, with some of my clients, some of my private one-on-one clients and my group programs. Um, but this is probably really the longest, most in-depth version and most raw version, um, even for those of you who have heard little snippets of my story. So I hope you enjoy. Um, I told some of my story the other day to a Peloton group that I'm in, and I got lots of positive feedback. And I am a strong advocate, not only for myself, but for my clients, um, that your story matters. Your story is important. It really is who you are and what you've been through, the experiences that have made you the person that you are today. And it just shapes and molds us. And I just think it like truly creates the gifts that we have that we are meant to share with other people. And I always like to tell people not to shy away and to not be ashamed of where they come from and what their story is. So with that being said, um, I was born and raised in Oklahoma City with entrepreneur parents. And I really credit them for the spirit of entrepreneurship that I've been given. Um, My mom is, or both of my parents actually when I was born, has always been a business owner. Um, She worked for a very world-renowned popular pizza company. And she started at the bottom and worked her way up Um, She worked for corporate at one time, and then she went on to have her own franchise. And so it's funny, I wrote this in my notes, but one of the greatest things that I always remember, I grew up literally in pizza stores and learning how to make pizzas. It was my first job when I was 14 years old. And even sometimes today, whenever I go into one of her stores, I always remember my mom, even when we were little growing up, saying, don't walk behind the ovens. (laughs) Um... So yeah, that really shaped and molded my childhood all the way up until adulthood to this day. My mom still does that and owns stores. So I really credit her um, for my entrepreneurial spirit and just remember her being a hard worker and being so passionate about what she was doing. My dad too. They always did it together. Um, And I do remember growing up and my grandparents playing a huge role in me and my sister's lives. Um, I have an older sister. She's 14 months older than me. We're very, very close. We talk every day. Um, So if you ever hear me talk about Mimi, Emily is my older sister. 
Um, I called her Mimi whenever I was younger because I couldn't say Emily. And somewhere along the way in college, I just picked that back up. And everyone calls her Mimi now, including my daughter. And she's just known as Mimi to everybody. Um, so I remember me and Mimi um, really, you know, staying at our grandparents' house. But what I remember about my parents growing up is they were always so fully present. They were so fully present. Um, they were really able to be um, in-depth parents, the cool parents. They always showed up to school functions. We always took a family vacation together every single year. Um, my sister and I also played competitive fast-pitch softball for the majority of our lives, starting when we were four and five years old. And my dad was able to be our softball coach our entire lives. And um, even when we got older and we played competitive softball, if you guys know anything about the sport, uh, it, it takes up your whole life. You're gone all the time. You play year-round. You're gone at tournaments every weekend. And I really know that my parents would not have been able to build their life around me and my sister had it not been for the fact that they were self-employed and for the fact, you know, they spent our younger years growing their business and putting all their effort and time and energy into growing their business so we could have that life as we got older. And that's something that I always appreciated and something that resonated with me as I'll get to later on whenever I became a mother. But my mom always told me in college, um, I graduated high school here in the city, I went off to college, and I remember my mom harping on me all the time. I think she knew that I wasn't really made for school. <laughs> I did well in school, but I did well without really having to put a whole lot of effort in or interest. And uh, my mom always would tell me, you don't have to go to college. It's not all about a degree. It's not all about money. It's about owning your time and being able to live your life on your terms. Um, so my mom was kind of really my first inspiration and trailblazer uh, when it comes to personal development because that has always rang in the back of my mind. In fact, she wanted me to actually go to court reporting school and really be my own boss and set time around that. Um, but of course, I didn't listen. I went to college. I tried to find a degree where I would never have to take another math class because I was not good at math. I hated math. Um, so I found public relations. And it was funny because looking at that degree when I was only 17 years old, I graduated um, high school when I was 17, I had no clue what that degree even was. I just looked at the requirements. I looked at um, how there was no math classes involved. And I was like, oh, communications and marketing and speech. That sounds great. Sign me up. <laughs> so um, I dove into that major I did end up graduating with a major in PR and a minor in marketing. I ended up falling in love with it. Um, I know that my easy classes to begin with, I didn't do so well at because I was not interested in them. But my last capstone classes, the ones that you have to put all of your energy into, I actually did the best on. And it was so effortless to me because I was so passionate and so interested in the content with it. Um, and so uh, I graduated in May of 2009 and the last couple of years of college, you guys, I really had 
this vision for myself. I wanted to move to Dallas. Dallas, Texas is only about three, four hours away from Oklahoma City. I wanted to be in the big city. I wanted to work for some big PR firm, have the amazing corner office, and live downtown in a swanky high-rise apartment. And I just thought I was going to graduate, and I was going to move down there, and I was going to live my best life. <laughs> I have this whole vision planned out for myself. Um, but life had other plans. The universe has a way of directing our path even when we least expect it. Uh, so two months after I graduated, I had an unexpected pregnancy this summer after my graduation. Um, and she was a miracle baby. Her dad was told that he would not be able to have children. And so it truly, truly was um, after dating on and off for about 10 months. It was a shock to us. Um, so I tried to do what I thought was right at the time. I packed my bags. I left everything and everyone that I knew and me and my pregnant self and my cow dog, we moved to a tiny, tiny, tiny town population. I think about 1400, which is about as much people as I graduated high school with, um, to this tiny, small town. And, um, I was pregnant. I knew nobody, uh, her dad was at work all the time and so I started applying for jobs in the neighboring city a bigger city and no one would hire me because at that time I was four or five months pregnant um, and I was devastated I knew what I wanted to do um, it's just obviously now looking back as an employer of course no one's gonna hire a five-month pregnant lady who's gonna leave in just a few months um, and so I ended up working at a shoe store you guys because I was just the type of person that couldn't sit still. I did not want to sit at home and do nothing. Um, I had to work. I had to be doing something. I worked at Home Depot all throughout college. So um, that company, it's a long story, but they also hold a special place in my heart as far as helping me through college and the people that I met there. Um, in fact, I met my daughter's dad there. Um... So I had retail experience. It was easy breezy being able to get this retail job. I was actually promoted to um, a key holder manager after two weeks of being there um, just because I knew what I was doing and I like to work and I like to be busy. Um, so I worked at that shoe store up until three days before my daughter was born. So even at nine months pregnant, waddling around, I refused to not sit down. Um, so my daughter was born May of 2010. And after that, I made the decision at the time to be a stay-at-home mom. Um, I really, obviously, fell in love with motherhood with my daughter. I wanted to be fully present for her. Um, I was a breastfeeding mom, and I just didn't want to leave her. I completely fell in love. Um, and it's ironic for someone who never thought they would have kids. <laughs> um but in 2011, really late uh, 2010, 2011, I, I did end up leaving my toxic relationship. And by this, I mean both of us were toxic. Um, there was just circumstances that just weren't in our favor, our whole relationship. And I was young and I didn't know how to 
be in a healthy relationship at the time. Um, so it was really, really toxic on both of our parts. None of us really knew what we were doing. We just couldn't get along. Um, but fortunately, um, after years and years, I have a wonderful relationship with my daughter's father. And I, she has a wonderful stepmom who I pretty much even consider a friend, if not family. And I'm very lucky for the co-parenting relationship that we all have. So with that being said, even though that that tumultuous time in my life was a, is a part of my story, I always try to follow that with the fact that even though you go through hard times, I feel like her dad and I and um, my daughter's stepmom have really done an incredible job, like pats on the back to all of us for really kind of putting the past in the past and really um, going on to have a wonderful co-parenting relationship for all the children involved. And I'm very thankful and love them very much. But, so yes, but with that being said, in 2011, I left that relationship behind as one of the hardest decisions I've ever made. Um, and while I was a stay-at-home mom, I had drained all my savings to pay on my car and to pay on my student loans, all the bills that you have, car insurance, cell phone bill, all of that stuff. I didn't have an income. And so I was really just pulling from what little savings I had um, to make those payments. So... I packed up my baby, I packed up my same cow dog and all the stuff that I could fit. And at that point I had no money, nowhere to go. And really with this packed car, I borrowed gas money from my mom just so I'd be able to drive home. Um, and at that point I moved in with my parents, kind of put my ego aside cause that's never easy as an adult. Um, I moved in with my parents because I didn't have any money. I didn't have a job. I had no clue what I was doing. I just knew that at the time, I that's what I was supposed to be doing. Um, so yeah, I was really, it was one of the lowest parts of my life. Um, I was really feeling bad about myself, feeling like a failure as a mother, feeling completely devastated that I had failed my relationship. And I just really, it was, I was so confused. I had no clue what I wanted to do. Um, I was very depressed, um, and at that time, I was just really trying to be there for my family, take care of my daughter. Um, within a couple months of being there, my dad had to have major back surgery. He had like a two or three or even four. I can't remember at the time. It's been so long, but he had a back or um, a disc fusion in his back. And at the time, my dad had for the last few years been doing this mailing thing on the side. Um, he had been picking up different companies along the way and sending out their mail for them, um, what's called direct mail. And while he was out for surgery, he was supposed to be out for a couple of months. I offered to learn his business and cover for him while he was out. And I only had about two weeks to train. So every day I'd go in with my dad and I would learn his business. He had this little corner of my mom's office where he had um, one printer and one address machine and a couple computers set up with all the mailing software. And within those two weeks, he kind of taught me what he did. And um, he hadn't really made it a legitimate business yet. He was just kind of dabbling in it. Um, but I could tell that he liked what he did. I found it 
pretty fascinating at the time. And so while he was out and got his back surgery, um, I got up every day and I went into that office and I got things organized and I figured out who all my dad's clients were. I figured out how to use the software and I figured out the accounting. And really it was just this period of exploration and like, this is fascinating. And it almost reminded me of when I was younger playing office, but I was doing it in real life and I actually enjoyed doing it. Um, and so when my dad, who was supposed to be out for months, tried to come back to work the next week, um, we ended up having these long discussions about this being a legitimate business venture or not. If we could really do this, um, if this is what my future would entail, if we could build this into something sustainable and amazing that could support both of us. Um, and I, we really just kind of somewhere along the way decided to go for it. So it was one of those things where I went to cover for him and I never really left. <laughs> I really enjoyed doing it. Um, and so I just ended up really learning the trade, um, trying to find more clients, trying to get the clients that my dad did have to mail more. And it's just amazing because we started in this little corner office with zero debt, only two tiny machines, a couple of computers, and we just dedicated ourselves to it and we took we took it and we ran with it. Um, and one of my favorite people saying, we just gripped it and ripped it and we went for it. Um, so that was, yeah, 2011, that was almost nine or over nine years ago, you guys. And over the past nine years, we've increased our business two or three times every single year. Um, but it was hard. It was so hard because we always had this motto in mind that we were not ever going to get a business loan or go into credit card debt just to have a business. And so it was where one of these things where we got some money, we paid ourselves a little bit, and we put all the rest of our profits back into building our business. And it was like that for so long. And um, for a long time, it was not easy. Most months, I didn't even know if or when I was going to get a paycheck, if I was going to be able to make ends meet. Um, I had a ton of student loan debt still at the time. And then I had lawyer bills that were coming in because I had a custody battle. And um, so you're talking tens and tens and tens of thousands of dollars worth of debt. And I was still living with my parents and there was lots and lots and lots of slow months, slow years even. And so I really had to be strategic about how I was going to plan this. Um, and you guys, during those years, I didn't travel. I didn't shop. I didn't hardly go out. I was very, very conscious, conscious conscious. How do you say that word? Conscious. There we go. Conscious about how I spent my money. And just two years living with my parents, even though I didn't have a steady paycheck, um, I ended up paying off my student loan debt. I ended up being able to put a little money in savings. And I ended up being able to buy my first home. And that was really, really um, such a turning point in my life, I think, was being able to provide a home for me and my daughter. Um, I went very conservative. I bought a very small home. I knew that my income and my business fluctuated. So I just knew that I wanted somewhere to be, to raise my daughter, um, to have 
you know, money left over and that I wouldn't ever stress about being able to pay my mortgage. So I moved into a wonderful small home for me and my daughter. Um, I absolutely loved that home. But anyways, in 2012, uh, just to help make ends meet, I also started Arbonne. Now, for those of you who don't know, Arbonne is a network marketing company, and um, I fell in love with the products, I fell in love with the people, I fell in love with Arbonne's mission, and you guys, it ended up being a lifesaver for me. I loved the concept of network marketing. I was making two to $1,000, sometimes up to $1,500 extra money to help me make ends meet, to help me pay off student loans to help me make lawyer payments, to help me put in savings. And then eventually when I bought my home to help me put um, towards my mortgage. And it was such a blessing at the time that I don't think that I could have ever made it without it, honestly. It was that dire to me. I was that passionate about making extra money. It was that important to me. And so that was such a blessing. Um, that I was able to start that and start earning extra money. Um, so I continued to grow my direct mail and printing business. And over the years, we um, started not just doing direct mail. We started leasing and buying printers and really getting into the printing aspects of it. Um, and then, like I said, I moved out of mom's basement, so to speak, and um moved out of my parents' house. Not only did I move out of my parents' house, but we also moved our business from that little tiny corner in my mom's office to a huge, almost warehouse-like office of our own. And again, that was another turning point, not only in my business, but in my life. It's just kind of one of those things where it's like, gosh, I've worked so long for this. I finally made it. We have our own space. And that is really when things started to take off for us. We started being able to have more printers. Um, we still, to this day, very proudly, I can say that we are a no-debt company. We owe no one money. Um, and, there, you know, there's still up and down years. Our political years are very crazy for us because politicians send out a bunch of mail. Um, and then you have your off years. And so even no matter what kind of business owner you are, you just have to be super strategic and know when your money is coming in and know when it's not. Um, know when your good sales and good years are. And um, I've been very blessed. I love what I do. I don't plan on stopping anytime soon. Um, so yeah, it's my little slice of heaven. I really feel like I've been able to live the American dream, obviously with a vision from my dad. And it's been a really incredible journey. Um, I love the print business. I love being able to create and produce stuff for other um, business owners and other people. So it's been amazing. Um, so from my journey there, although I love what I do, I always felt a bigger calling. And I started that through Arbonne. And um, I continued to do Arbonne and build that over the years. But I still felt like something was missing. Um, in 2016, I ended up starting an online women's boutique with my best friend. It was so much fun. 
Um, I loved buying clothing. It was so fun socializing with my friends and having little trunk shows and um, sell doing sales online and packing and shipping clothes. I was just so excited about it when I first started it. My best friend and I had so much fun. We made a little bit of extra money, but it was mostly social and fun. Um, but not very long afterwards, I started, I mean, it was a, only about a year and I started just being so exhausted and it was honestly taking up more time and space away from my daughter than I had intended for the monetary compensation of it. And I just, my one room of my tiny home was dedicated to just inventory um, there was so much competition and at the end of the day, I really just realized that it still didn't set my soul on fire. It still wasn't that piece of the puzzle that I had been missing and that I thought that I was missing. And I loved making other women feel beautiful, but to me that was still outside beauty. It wasn't depth. It wasn't soul level. Um, and so I was still kind of searching for something more. And in 2017 is really when I started looking into coaching. I started learning that it was actually a thing. Um, I thought it sounded fascinating. I thought, oh my gosh, I've owned all these businesses, successful businesses over the years. I could help other people do this. I could teach other people all the ins and outs of business. And um, it took about six to eight months of journaling. And between then, I really got super focused on mindset and the law of attraction and how that plays a role in our lives. And I realized in several situations over my life that I had actually been applying it, but without even really knowing it. So I really dove into this mindset thing. Um, started exploring more about it, started learning more about it, started applying it, not only more to my life, but to my business too. Um, and I started journaling. It took me six to eight months of journaling and really half-assed putting together these ideas about coaching. I had no clue what I was doing. I really thought that I knew what I was doing. And I was pulling all of my masculine energy from my day job and putting an end to this what I wanted to call a consulting business and be so proper um, that I was really missing the mark on what it was I was meant to be doing. Um, and it's so funny because I have been running businesses all my life and it feels like anyways, um, for a long time and, you know, all that masculine energy. But the reason that nothing was setting my soul on fire is because I truly wanted to help other women. But to do that, I had to embrace the feminine aspect of it. Um, so in the fall of 2017, I really took a leap of faith and I hired my first coach. And I really sat there and told myself, you know, if I'm going to do this, I have to walk the walk. I have to put myself out there first. I have to show the universe that I am totally ready. And it was scary. Uh, I was doing okay then, but I didn't have $3,200 to drop on a coach. I literally put it on my credit card and closed my eyes and prayed for the best. And that was really a turning point because yes, I've done good growing a business, but I had never really taken a huge leap of faith like that 
in myself and in my own venture. I started everything else that I've done from scratch, yes, but with very, very minimal investment, not just in the business itself, but in myself. Um, and so my coach was a complete game changer. She really, I can credit her to really helping me harness that feminine energy to really putting more emphasis on mindset of my business rather than the black and white, the cut and dry. And that is when all of the ideas, almost all of the ideas in the last six to eight months that I had been putting together, you guys, I had a name. I paid somebody for a logo. I had all my social media set up and I literally just dumped it all. I started from scratch after working with my coach because I realized how far off my vision was for what it was I wanted to be doing. So I just scrapped it all. And that was still an investment, you guys. We're talking a few hundred dollars of stuff that I had set up and put time and energy into and just said, nope, I'm walking away from all of it. And I don't think if I would have done that, I would be where I was at today. Um, so yeah, that was October of 2017. I had nothing. I started over with new social media with zero followers. I didn't have a logo. All I had was a new name, a very, very new name and a vision. And that new name was the Freedom Guild. It literally came to me out of nowhere. And in December of 2017, I had booked two clients worth of thousands of dollars. I didn't even have a logo, you guys. I didn't have a website. But what I knew is I had a drive and a desire to help other women. And I finally harnessed um, my feminine energy. And I finally harnessed what it was I was meant to be doing. And all I wanted to do was help other women do what it was that they were meant to be doing. And so that was December of 2017. I continued to book clients in January and February and March of 2018. And by the summer and fall of 2018, I was selling sold out group programs as well as helping one-on-one -on -one clients, doing tons of courses online. And it, oh, in August of 2018, I also had my first retreat and even though I look back and I feel like, oh my gosh, I have really just stumbled through this shit, you guys. <laughs> if you think that certain people just have it all together, they are lying to you. I know that there are several more people out there that have it more together than I do. And congratulations to them. But I really look back and I'm just in awe. I am like, how did I do this? How did I accomplish this? And how am I finally living out my dream of my business, my own business? This That's what I am meant to do. And the only answer that I can give you guys is to really say fuck fear. I made a point to keep moving forward and keep pushing my fears aside and to be scared and to do it anyway. And I really credit just taking a step forward, one foot in front of the other, um, being consistent and just throwing stuff out there and um, continuing to follow my soul. And I really think that if you do that, the universe will just direct your path. I mean, just think about it. Just from my story, like I really thought this online boutique was like it. 
I thought it was going to be amazing. I thought I was going to love it. I thought I was starting something just like groundbreaking here, you guys. And it, it wasn't it. And I took a few steps forward and I realized that it wasn't what I thought it was. It wasn't making me happy. And the universe redirected my path. But I tell you what, if I hadn't done Arbonne, if I hadn't done my online boutique, if I hadn't researched and started just doing one thing after the other and not being afraid to fail, a lot of people think my online boutique failed. I had a lot of customers, you guys. My best friend and I truly, really did enjoy doing that. But it did become exhausting and we did realize that it wasn't what we wanted to do for the rest of our lives. But if I hadn't done that, I wouldn't have learned. I would not have been redirected on this path that I'm on now. And I just totally encourage you to just keep pressing forward. Um, a lot of people ask when I'm going to quit my 9 to 5, quote unquote. It's more than a 9 to 5. When you're a business owner, it's 24-7. And I don't have an answer for that. I don't want to right now. And when the universe redirects that path, I will deal with it then. But for now... Um, I'm loving life. I'm loving both of my businesses. Um, I think that I have one and the other. One is masculine energy and one is very, very feminine energy. And I feel like I'm able to do both. And I'm able to do both really well. And when a time comes that I feel like I'm not doing both very well, then I think that that is when I will reevaluate. But for now, I am so happy and um, I just could not be on more on fire for both of what I'm doing right now. And I just have such a vision. I know the first quarter of 2019 is over, but I just have such a vision for what this year is going to hold and for the future. I mean, I am totally here for whatever 2019 wants to throw at me, okay? Um, and you guys, 2018... Even though like it was the launch pad for my business. And again, looking back, 2018 was probably one of the hardest years in almost a decade for my family. Um, minus the time when I was very, very low and I had an infant and I had no clue what I was going to do with my life. 2018 is probably the next year that is was just so low for me and my family with lots of personal things, with lots of health things. And I still somehow managed to have a successful, two if you count my nine to five, a successful coaching business because I loved what I was doing and I was not going to put something that was so fiercely inside of me on the back burner for all the crap that life threw at me. Um... So yeah, I don't know what more else to say about my story except for if you need clarity on where it is you are supposed to be in life, if you feel like you are meant to do something other than what you're doing now, something more of what you're doing now, um, if you are in business and just it's not where you want it to be, if you need help with your mindset, that is what I do. And that is what I pride myself on doing. And I know I go to my nine to five, but my coaching clients, and you can probably ask any one of them, my coaching clients are the absolute best. They are a priority for me. And I truly love what I do. So uh, my sole purpose, helping other women 
be spiritual, empowered, own their life, and own their time. And I can't help while I'm recording this, thinking back all those years ago, you guys, I graduated college 10 years ago, thinking about my mother saying, it's not all about the swanky job. It's not all about working for somebody else. It's about doing what you love and owning your own time. It's not all about the paycheck. And um, I can fiercely stand in my power and say that today, that it's not all about all the money you're bringing in. It's about truly fulfilling your purpose and your passion and really living your truth. And I'm very, very grateful to be doing that. I want to continue to do that. I will continue to do that as long as I am fully capable. Um, so anyways, for those of you you know, a decade, two decades ago, up until just two days ago. If you have followed my journey, I am forever grateful for you. I cannot be where I am without the people behind me, beside me, even in front of me, leading me. And I'm just beyond grateful for everybody in my community, my family, my friends, my business community, and all of my listeners um, just thank you very much. And I would love to hear your feedback on my story, what you think, um, how it makes you feel, what it sparked inside of you. So if you have any feedback, let me know. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you so much for taking the time and listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, please take a moment to review and subscribe on iTunes. That would mean the world to me. If you are looking for a community dedicated and obsessed with helping women entrepreneurs build the life and business of their dreams, I have just the place for you. Head on over to Facebook and join the Freedom Guild Facebook group. We would love to have you. Whether you're just starting out, have no idea what you want to create, need a massive revamp, or just in need of a supportive community, this is where you want to be. For more information on the show and the Freedom Guild brand, visit DestinationFreedomThePodcast.com or follow me on Facebook at Monica Burgett, Instagram at Monica.Burgett, or just email me at TheFreedomGuild at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening, and I'll be back with a new show next week.